Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast only on the Oz Network. We're back on the Oz Network to wrap up our Jurassic World mini month uh, part two. Uh, you heard our best of Jurassic Park through Jurassic World recaps. You heard our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom recap. And now you get to hear our spoiler free thoughts on Jurassic World Dominion, the maybe final installment of the Jurassic Park Jurassic World franchise um, that. Wow, just wow. Uh, <laughs> there will be there will be some excitement and some thoughts on. Uh, my name is Colin and Jurassic World, not a fan. Fuck you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> my name is Ben and let's all try to stay positive. Uh, it's going to be so hard. Um, <laughs> oh, you noticed. Um, hang, oh. on, hang on, before you say anything, before you say anything, I got a poster. Uh. Ooh, well, before you say anything, I got a sippy cup with a T-Rex on top. Oh, that's cool. The only things they had at ours were like freaking, um, like, go all America, like popcorn bucket. When I say a bucket, literally a bucket. It was like a metal thing like this round. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, anyway. I saw Jeff Goldblum in person and Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> there was the $30 combo that came with the bucket. I'm like, I'm not spending $30 on a bucket that is the size of my garbage bin. Um, <laughs> but yes, you got to see Jeff Goldblum, Bryce Dallas Howard, Colin Trevorrow. DeWanda Do you want to talk about that first or the rest? Uh, um, let's, let's give our initial opinions on the movie because uh, I, then I'm curious to hear about <laughs> reactions to the initial opinions of the movie from the people present there. Uh, I, I, I've been struggling for 12 hours. Um, <laughs> so let's, let me start by saying this. This movie a week ago, we mentioned on some other episode, maybe Obi-Wan or something like that, it had 88% of Rotten Tomatoes. Now, that was when it was released overseas. Uh, two days ago. international people. <laughs> well, two days ago, I was reading a story that was saying, hey, if reviews are any indication, this movie's going to deliver because it's 88% of Rotten to- Tomatoes. Woke up the very next morning, 38%. <laughs> Saw the movie, came home, 35%. This thing is plummeting more than The Rise of Skywalker. Um there there are moments in this movie the the action sequences particularly near the end where it's like this is the closest they've gotten to the original jurassic park but wow what a script (laughs) what acting what 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 a movie um this is like die another day for a new generation (laughs) this is it's gonna be hilarious to watch with people and mock one day that's all i could say I wouldn't call it die another day for a new generation. Oh, I mean, you wouldn't. Madonna's not in it. Um, <laughs> so I, I saw this with Jen and sort of- Hi, Jen. <laughs> she's at work, but hello. Uh, we left <laughs> We left the cinema, funnily enough. We didn't just spend the night. 
Um, and then like the first, I just, I just didn't say anything. She kind of like was like, "Geez, like, what do you think?" And I'm just like, "Just, just give me a moment." Um, <laughs> <and then laughs> like I said to her, "I'm like, what did you think?" She's like, "Oh, I really enjoyed it." She went, "I'm like, okay." She's like, "Oh, what did you think?" I'm like, no, "Keep telling me your thoughts, like, because we could be here for a while." <laughs> uh, <laughs> so she really enjoyed it. So I'm glad she really enjoyed it. Um, look, I, the first thing I said was like, I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I really liked it. Um, it just doesn't have a plot. Um, the plot itself that it does have, like we have spent how long, and this will be all for our spoiler review, mainly over on our Patreon. Like, mm-hmm. um, what's his face? Um, why have I gone blank on uncle name from Lost World? Um, Ludlow. Ludlow. Not evil. Um, pretty much we've gone through all these things. Not evil. Dodson didn't do anything wrong. Like, I, like I've got so much to like defend him. I'm like, they literally did nothing wrong in this movie. Anyway, that's that's for the spoiler review. Um, it was great to see the original gang back, but what? why are they there? <laughs> like, what? What is the per- what is the deal with them being? Like, they serve no purpose. Um, it's like. The thing, okay, there's so many little carrots they dangle in this movie, which would have made a hundred times better movie. The all like the the pre the prelude things that they did, like when they released that mm. one of the dinosaur attacking the campers and the cinema one, and like yeah. all of them were the movie I thought we were going to see. Like I wanted to see dinosaurs living in the world, and like we literally ended up basically back in a park, escaping from a park again. It's like seriously, the dinosaurs are in the world. <laughs> I saw two pterodons land on top of the World Trade Center. I want to see that movie, not like them going to like. An Is- Why is it in Italy? Like, <laughs> hey, let's put the dinosaurs in Italy. Um, yeah, like, and like, fucking hell, how did they make Maisie worse? Um, I know. Oh. <laughs> wow, and I wasn't, I wasn't hating, hating on Maisie during Fallen Kingdom, but like, it took fifteen minutes in this movie. And I turned to Jamie. I'm like. This kid really sucks. Yeah. Like, really sucks. I, th- I thought I liked teenage girls, but not anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, and, and, like, uh, I'm going on around. This is why I was worried about rants, rants, rants. Um, but, like, also, we know how many dinosaurs exist in this universe. How do they invent, like, 50,000 other dinosaurs <laughs> that just, oh, oh, look, it's the thing with claws and feathers. That wasn't, like, where was Grant's line like we got in Dress World 3? That that wasn't on InGen's list. Yeah. Like, uh, it's just, it's convoluted. Like, and like, why parts of this movie did I think I was watching a James Bond movie? Like, it was, yeah. kind of, um, I don't know. Like, I, 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 this isn't like Terminator Dark Fate where I left and I was just mad and I'm just like throwing mm-hmm. shit at things. Like, I, I said to Jen, I'm like, yeah, this would be number six out of all the Jurassic <laughs> World movies. Um, and, but, but, the, I mean, there were definitely moments you're like, okay. But like, there were just others where it's just like, like, I don't know. There was so much potential, and they didn't. It was, it's Rise of Skywalker. They didn't stick yeah. the landing. But yeah. the the difference being, like, at least there is somewhat of a coherent plot of all three Jurassic World movies, whereas there's none in Star Wars. At least you can trace a storyline from Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom to Dominion. Can't in Rise of Skywalker. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, I, I want to stay on the positive source because, like, yeah. I didn't finish this movie thinking I'm never going to watch that again. Like Rise of Skywalker, yeah. I was angry. Like I was, and, and last <laughs> you last, stabbed a child on the way out. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Don't tell me that was the best Star Wars movie ever. <laughs> You're um, dumb. What's your? Are you one of my nephews? <laughs> 
But like The Last Jedi, like very disappointing. But I gave it multiple views. I mean, I've, I've still seen, I think I've seen the movie five times maybe. Mm. Um, and, and there's things that frustrate me with that movie. But I watched The Last Jedi thinking, yeah, if they had done this differently and done this differently, you know, it could have worked. Rise of Skywalker, like I left angry, like nothing about that movie worked. Like that, that's just frustrating. That's what they turned out. This, I actually kind of left being like, I'm almost excited to watch this movie again, but yeah. not for the right reasons. Like, like this will be, I, I was telling Jamie, I'm like, I almost hope that we can just do a commentary of this movie as opposed to doing a recap because it will be hilarious. Uh, there were so many moments right to Jamie. I'm like, I don't know whether I should be laughing out loud right now. Like, does it feel appropriate to laugh out loud? You know, while other people think that I'm being a jerk. Uh, but the sequence is when we get to the park, like you said, and we get back to the park, <laughs> the park is open again. Uh, is that the way you want to end the franchise? No, but that's kind of what I wish we had in Jurassic World and in Fallen Kingdom, like a really extended sequence of lots of dinosaurs and dinosaur escapes, not Owen Grady punching dinosaurs in the face and wrestling with them. You're like, I want to see people afraid of dinosaurs. And they really got back to that. So, I mean, mixed emotions. I was very happy with how they handled the final act of this movie, but even the first two thirds of this movie before we get to the park, um, we have one sequence. Like what is with all the, the talking of nothing in this movie? Mm. We want an intelligent movie. We loved the original Jurassic Park for being an hour of dialogue, but it was dialogue that had something to say. This movie has nothing to say. It, it's brainless. It's mindless. And you have two hours of, all right, let's call this contact in the CIA. And now, oh, look, let's just have a bunch of endless shots of showing dinosaurs in a black market to get one sequence, which was a great sequence, by the way, but like there's not enough action for this to be as exciting as um, Jurassic Park 3. There's not enough story for it to be as exciting as Jurassic Park 1 or The Lost World. It has a great final act that belongs in one of the other movies. It's just, just wow. Uh, <laughs> it's, it it comes out, you think about like what makes the first movie so amazing and brilliant. Also, I saw, I think it was IGN ran a poll on their website. It was like, which Jurassic Park uh, slash world movie is the best of all time? And like, literally, it was like 89% Jurassic Park. And every other one had like 4%, 3%, 1%, 2%. Um, like, the wonder of seeing the dinosaurs. Like, like it was just, mm-hmm. it was the awe of it, just seeing it all together. You know, we talked about about how like it used to get criticism for it not having like developed characters and all this kind of stuff. Isn't it funny when you see reviews for like '90s movies? How they're like, "Oh, the characters aren't developed and it's cheap and it's whatever." Nowadays, they're so fucking brilliant compared to what we get oh, today. Yeah. But um, but like that was the aura of it. Even Lost World, it was targeted as more dinosaurs. They're loose, and there was still awe in seeing the dinosaurs. Yeah, it became a bit mm-hmm. more of a chase movie. But, like, it was still like, oh, the Stegosaurus. And then, like, even no matter what you say about the San Diego sequence, you're still kind of like, oh, yeah, a dinosaur and, like, mixing with the people. What would that be like? And then, like, Jurassic Park 3, it still came down to, like, oh, it's a Spinosaurus. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you still had a bit of, like, oh, wow. But, like, I think kind of the Jurassic World part, like, it's summed up by, like, Claire in the first movie. And I think, like, I read an interview with Colin Trevorrow saying that, he wanted to basically get Claire's quote from Jurassic World, where she's like, no one's impressed by a dinosaur anymore. Mm-hmm. And he said, by the end of the trilogy, his goal was to make that not the case anymore. Well, I think kind of you've taken that <laughs> quote from Jurassic World and made that a thing that like, we're literally watching these movies going, oh, cool dinosaurs. Yeah. They just happen to be there while a kidnapping yeah. plot goes along. And I saw a review just before we started this and he summed it up perfectly. He was like, he's like the Jurassic Park movies and all that. They're disaster movies. 
and like you know you're scared you're you're intense and that sort of stuff this is just a kidnapping movie where dinosaurs just happen to pop up every now and then yeah and that's like he's he uh, loved his explanation he's like he's like let's use san andreas as an example it's like if they made a sequel for san andreas it became a kidnapping movie and they just had to navigate a couple of broken coasts along the mm-hmm. california coast <laughs> yeah. like you know that just it just happens to be there like it'd be day after tomorrow like fucking emmy rossum goes missing oh whoops there's a bit of snow <laughs> everywhere like i mean that's and like i agree with that so much because it's like at no point in this movie, like, dinosaurs, you just kind of like, oh, cool, dinosaurs. Um, Like, it's just, yeah. And, like, what you were saying, like, like the bits that I want to see, like, I like the black market, like, in Malta. Like, I, I mm-hmm. want to see this. Like, they completely forgot that you've got, like, Russian criminals who have bought a freaking Allosaurus out there. Like, that's yeah. completely ignored. Like, I want to see, like, I, I like that opening bit where you're seeing, like, the dinosaurs living with the humans. Like, the bit where you see the Terrans land on the Trade Center. Like, at the end of the movie when you've got to get the montage of seeing, like, Triceratops running with elephants. Like, that's cool. Like, I want to see. And even the open of this movie, which is, like, news footage of that. Yeah. It's like they're teasing. Hey, the movie you guys all wanted. It's coming. It's coming. And but we're never going to deliver it. And that's what I think we miss. Like, that's what we want to see. Like, it's and it's kind of. And, like, there's so many plot holes. Again, like, it's like oh, Maisie's wow. is, like, the most, you know, precious human on the planet. Yet, like, what? where's the happy ending with her? Like, I can't talk about it here because it's kind of like she just is where she started. B.D. Wong, it's like, oh, no, he's not evil anymore. Uh, I mean, that's not really a spoiler. I think we get that in the trailer. Um, and it's just, ah, uh, yeah, it's it's strange. Like, it, it's, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's something else. Um, I, I want to uh, talk about my negative opinions on bringing the original cast back because, uh, I mean, this was a selling feature. We have Ellie, we have Alan, we have Alan, Alan. we have uh, Malcolm. Um, but, but not Cooper. No Cooper. <laughs> uh, when I rewatched Jurassic World the other day, I noticed like when they send the um the team in to shoot after the Indominus Rex, and they've got all the little images of the the soldiers as they're dying. There's one of them called Cooper. I'm like, it's Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times somebody would say Alan's name, like Alan, in this movie, and Jamie would just turn to me and go, Alan, <laughs> Alan. <laughs> but. Uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy watching it. It's it's very much the way I feel about the the Star Wars sequels. Yeah, it's great to see Princess Leia again. It's great to see Han Solo. It's great to see Luke. But then when you're watching the movie, you're like, but why are they here? And what they're doing with them? Am I a fan of this? Uh, Alan Grant, especially. I mean, uh, for, let me start mm-hmm. with the positive first. Uh, we had the Alan Grant movie. Uh, all three of them are the original movie. We had the Alan Grant movie with Jurassic Park 3. We had the Ian Malcolm movie with The Lost World. Ellie had a supporting role, but this is Ellie's movie. I mean, the closest yeah. thing that this movie has to somebody being the lead character, not even screen time wise, but just what they're involved in, what their purpose is. The only person in this movie who needs to be there is Ellie Sadler. And that includes Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, let's say even Maisie. Uh, so she's important to this movie. So I kind of like what they did with her, but like Alan Grant is literally Alan. You want to come along? Sure, I'm bored. He's I'm old man River. It, it's it's frustrating because yeah. you wait this long to get him back, and it's such a letdown with what they do. Because even when he's in the movie, he's just sort of a background guy for the entire movie. Yeah. And bigger complaint, Ian Malcolm. I mean, he is basically just hey, it's been. You know, three minutes. We need another fan service. No moment. Let's throw in this fan service joke. And even his performance, like that was the biggest praise that uh, 
people always had with Jeff Goldblum, just as an actor in general. And Spielberg said it best in many of the making ofs that it always sounded like he was making up the dialogue on the spot. Like he's improvising. I've never seen a Jeff Goldblum performance that I felt was so scripted in my life. Like it, it, it was like high school acting Jeff Goldblum. And yeah. in a way I can't blame him because his only purpose of this movie is to, here's a line that's a call back to the original. Here's a moment that's a call back to the original. And it's like Jeff Goldblum's playing as a parody. Uh, do you ever see, I don't know if you ever saw Hot Shots, the parody of Top Gun. No. This felt like Hot Shots, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like uh, This is the Hot Shots of Jurassic World. Like, I finished this movie being like, okay, it's fun to see Jeff Goldblum, but I guarantee the next time I watch this movie, I'm just going to be really frustrated. And B.D. Wong might be the worst because we have three movies to be like, why mullet. is he here? His mullet. <laughs> I like the mullet. Uh, but like Jurassic World, Colin Trevor, which Colin Trevor has a real talent. That, that what you were explaining about, you know, oh, it, nobody's a wild by dinosaur. He has a very good talent of making his points be like, that makes sense. But it's not like his points that make sense is what needed to happen, you know? Like, mm. oh, we need B- – it makes sense for B.D. Wong to come back. Then do something with him in three movies. Because what we got here, every time he opened his mouth, I'm rolling my eyes and laughing out loud. I'm like, this is so bad. Like, why is this man here? I'm embarrassed watching him. It's just – it's weird to see, but, like, as much as I wasn't a fan of Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard in the first couple movies – like I felt like they delivered the goods more than the original cast did. Yeah, it's interesting. I just with BD Wong, like I, I, I think they've got a good idea with what they try to do with him in the Jurassic World. Like I like the idea of having like a scientist who's kind of the one who's like responsible. It's kind of almost like the Skynet. Like oh, I'm responsible for Skynet. Like you know, you got to kind of have the one person who's you know mm. there and. I think there was there's moments with him in the trilogy where they do hit the nail on the head, but then they just again they just don't stick the landing with it. Um, yeah, Ellie's great, like and I I yeah I agree that this is Ellie's movie. She kind of gets hers, um, you know. Like but like the thing that just doesn't work with Ellie is just the reasoning for getting Alan to come with her. It's like <laughs> okay, um, and then you you know just like some other moments which is like okay, but like. Yeah, Alan, Alan, um, like, <laughs> I kind of like how they kept his character true to form, like kind of what we got in mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 3, there's a bit of funding, like, oh, you know, this kind of stuff. But, like, it's just, uh, it, it, it's frustrating with how, like, they turn him into, like, old man river guy. Like, it's just, like, literally that scene where it's like, oh, he slid into my DMs. Oh, what does that mean, sliding <laughs> into my DMs? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, like, and I know he's, like, 75, but, like, this is still freaking Alan Grant. I can't imagine when um, Indiana Jones comes out next year, you know, they might make a couple of jokes about him being, oh, like, I remember Crystal Skull, like, there's a couple of jokes here and there, mm-hmm. but they're still fucking Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, there was just something like there, and but like Malcolm is where I'm struggling because there are mo. Like, it, I think Malcolm sums up the entire movie. There are there are definitely moments where they really nail Malcolm. Like he's kind of got that real negative attitude towards everything, and that like that that that's the character of Malcolm. Like from the books and from the movie, like he's he's thumbing his nose up at everything. Like the reason he's saying life earth finds a way is because he's basically saying like, yeah, guys, you're gonna fuck up. Like this is gonna mm-hmm. like take over. Um, and then his, you know, whole line of like, you know, you know, I call this the rape of the natural world. Like he's always been skeptical of it. So yeah. there's definitely moments in this where you get that from him, but then they forget about that. Yeah, you kind of just go. They don't go full Goldblum. This isn't Independence Day <laughs> Resurgence, but there are definitely moments where it's like you go Goldblum, which yeah. again, I'm not. I love Goldblum, but like again, it doesn't fit to a point. Um, 
like, and there, the thing, like, I know, again, I know you're not a Lost World fan, but, like, it, it comes down to a point where I can see the change in the Malcolm character from Jurassic Park to Lost World, and I'm kind of wanting them to have more of, like, the Ian Malcolm from Lost World, which there's, like, a few little glee, glimpses It's been 30 years. He has to grow somewhat, you know? Yeah, but, but like, like I feel they reverted him too much to Jurassic Park Ian Malcolm with, <laughs> with a kind of, like, the co- comedy things, like... Lost World would have fucked him up. Like, I mean, Jurassic Park fucked him up. Like, 30 years or not, it's still, like... You get that one moment with Claire and Ellie where they're like, do you still get nightmares? Yeah, I still get nightmares. Like, like that's proving my point. Like, you got, they're going to live with this shit for the rest of the day. So why are they almost, like, laughing at dinosaurs? Yeah, like, well, and, and Ian Malcolm especially, it's like... And I don't know if they kind of want to go for this whole cult leader, Zen Buddha type thing, but, like, he is the least impressed by dinosaurs movie and the least scared. He's like, oh, it's a dinosaur. Which, 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 which take, which, like, I mean, again, it goes back to the the, the life from Lost World. Like, ooh, wow, oh, that's how it starts. Yeah. And there's running and screaming. Like, but it's like with um with Grant. Like, even Grant in this movie almost just doesn't seem at all impressed by a dinosaur. But, like, you think about, like, in Jurassic Park 3 when, like, you know, he's got that whole speech of, like, oh, these aren't dinosaurs. These are genetically modified monsters. But even, like, when he's on the island, he's still, like... Yeah, he's scared. Like, he's getting crushed under a Spinosaurus and then the raptors and all that kind of stuff. But he's still, like, going... He's being very sciencey in Jurassic mm-hmm. Park 3. He's, like, the paleontologist. Like, he's... This one, he's just kind of like, oh, 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 lol. Oh, look, a dinosaur. Oh, lol. Ah! Like, oh, Ellie, suck my doodle. Like, it's just kind of like... It's... it's uh, I don't know. Like, it's just... And, like, also, like, I, I, I look forward to the Everything Wrong With video because, like, I know that, that guy always makes fun of how, like... Why isn't everyone in these books fucking has knows who these people are and reads their books? Like I can't remember any book I read in high school about a dinosaur guy. So I'm literally gonna see this moment like, you're Alan Grant and yeah. you're Ellie Sattler. It's like, how do these people like in a world with dinosaurs, like I'm sure like they were known, like because you get that news footage of all oh, the Jurassic Park incident. But like, are they like is Donald Gennaro like regarded <laughs> as a that great lawyer who sacrificed Cooper, himself. Cooper, the biography. <laughs> RJ, um, RJ, Enrique, hey, 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 hey. like it's it's just all these things. It's like why are these two so revered? And if they're so revered, why is it Alan Grant rich? Why is yeah. he just like you know like shouldn't he be selling that to come meet world famous Alan Grant? You know like it's yeah like again great to have them back, but it's it's you know what it reminded me of and like. Terminator Dark Fate, where it's like, oh, cool, got Linda Hamilton back. But it's like, what does she do in the movie? Like, mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, what does he do there? Like, it's kind of like, cool. Again, like, maybe Spider-Man No Way Home just set the bar so high when you're bringing returning people back, where it's like, this is what you can achieve with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even, like, Star Wars sequels, we know struggle the hell with those. So it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, eh, eh, eh. Um, Chris uh, Pratt Bryce Harris Howard, yeah. Like, they're there. Bryce Harris Howard. We'll talk about her in a moment, but I love her. That That's a woman. I love her. Yeah, that's a woman. Um, that's a, and Chris Pratt, good for him. Although, apparently, nobody likes Chris Pratt anymore. Apparently, he's like a religious freak now and everyone hates him. So, no. Well, it, but, but it's funny. Have you? I don't know if you've read James Gunn basically sticking up for him, saying like 90% of the stuff you read about Chris Pratt on the internet is like complete false garbage. Um, yeah. Chris Pratt's just like, eh, I'm not going to say anything about it. Uh, but, but yeah, like uh, Chris Pratt in this movie, I mean – he's barely, he's barely relevant. I mean, he, yeah. he's barely even playing the same character. Like that, that's the one thing that I think is frustrating is that when you go from Jurassic world to this, it's like Colin Trevor got cold feet because of all the criticism of this is sexist, even though we dissected, it's like nothing sexist. You know, Jamie has said like, people are completely missing the point if they think this is sexist. 
it's like he got cold feet and like, well, I'm just going to write nothing at all for this guy. Like, like he's, yeah. he's going to basically say nothing. He's going to do nothing. They definitely toned down the whole Chris Pratt is superhero. You know, everybody asked me to talk about how amazing Chris Pratt is. There's like one moment in this movie where it's like, oh, that's kind of annoying. But uh, uh, other than that, like he, he, there's no reason for him to be there. Like you've lost the purpose for your original characters to be there. And I felt like there's, there, there's little things they do with, with him and Claire, but it's like their stories are wrapped up in the second movie. And I think this is one of the reasons why the original trilogy works better than this is because they bring characters back when they need to come back. They don't carry two characters through an entire trilogy because when you get to that part, like you were mentioning the Ellie and Claire moment where it's like, Oh, do you still have the nightmares? Claire shouldn't be having this conversation. She's willingly jumping into this every single time. It's like, Oh, I got to save the dinosaurs. But again, we're still running into the same problem. This movie where like, we got to protect the dinosaurs. It's all about saving the dinosaurs. And then these two people spend the entire movie trying to kill dinosaurs. Like I don't get what this movie's doing with their characters. Yeah, and I think, like, the the there's one little moment I think you get a Grant Owen moment just for, like, a couple of seconds. And that, that was the bit where I was like, yeah, like, like these, because, like, you know, Grant's kind of new, uh, Owen's kind of new Grant. Like, it's kind of like, you kind of want to see them almost, like, together and do something. But, yeah, you're right. Like, and I think kind of, I, at least I always had the image that the reason the original trilogy, the original cast come back is because it's like, Owen and Claire need their help because of their expertise. Yeah. And it's kind of like <laughs> they have no clue what they're doing until like exactly. The last and that's minutes. just, you know, and then, and, but then even like with some of the other returning ones, so like, what's his name? Omar Sy, like, yeah. comes and comes and goes. Like, he's literally freaking Nick Van Owen. Like, he just disappears yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> like, oh, remember he was in the movie? <laughs> okay, bye. Um, Justice Smith. Okay. What was the point of him being there? And the other oh, you woman. Know yeah. Well, well you, you, she's in Daniela. like one scene, right? Yeah. Literally one scene. But with justice for Smith, uh, <laughs> I I also don't understand because it's not like he's just playing a different character. Like if you didn't know this was him, he is literally playing a completely different character. Yeah, and this isn't yeah. something where it's 10, 20, 30 years later. Like there are no remnants of his original character at all. And, and this isn't we changed directors. I mean, Colin Trevorrow still wrote the script for the last movie. Like not only he contributed to story, he wrote the script. It's not even the same guy. So why include him in the movie? And yet we had the perfect setup because we mentioned, are we going to get some other? There's other characters from the other movie where you see their pictures on screen. They could have been here. Use which, them. Which it's funny with them because, like, when you see them, and like, um, I was reading the the casting for this, and so um, the two, the the girl and the guy from Jurassic World who work in the the control room, Jake Johnson, yeah. the guy, he apparently was cast in this movie. Like, I was reading saying that he was actually in this, but like, he you see a photo of him, uh, and like, yeah. it was so funny. I want to talk about like cheering and stuff like that shortly, but like. Literally, when you saw those photos, I swear that got like as big as cheers. Like when Alan Grant and that came, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's like those two from Jurassic World!" And then they go, "Oh, it's Omar Sy." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's like, why weren't they back? Like, I mean, and that's the thing. And, and what's his face? I also read a thing saying that, um, you know how we talked about like Judy Greer and mm-hmm. her husband and the boys. Like the the they must have been close to being in it because the guy who played the husband uh the little boy's dad he was like yeah like they were wanting me in but they pulled out at the last minute like it's as much as i rip shit into those two boys i kind of wanted to see him back like it's just i don't yeah. know like it's it's with any of these movies where i don't like characters like i still wouldn't mind seeing him back like it's like jar jar i hope we see jar jar and obi-wan no one's talking about the return of jar jar that'd be great but um, yeah. Anyway, it's like, what was the point? And yeah, you're right. What's his face? Justice Smith, completely different character. Like, mm-hmm. like he wasn't annoying in this movie. Um, spoiler alert: he's in the CIA now. Cool. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that little whiny kid who got in the plane, spraying himself with like an insect repellent, is now in the CIA. Cool. He's America. suddenly the Owen Grady in this movie, <laughs> yeah. which makes no sense. Yeah, pretty much. 
One, one quick thing I want to mention, not really a spoiler at all. I mean, Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom each have like the one kissing scene between Claire and Owen. Uh, the, uh, the NBC special that aired uh, a couple of days ago where it was just the characters watching the scenes from the movie. I swear it was like a joke because Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt were basically joking, saying like, it wasn't supposed to be in the movie that our two characters kiss, but we fought for it. And I'm like, I guarantee they're joking. And even they're like, why are our characters kissing right now? Because it's funny, you go to Jurassic Park. I don't even think we talked about this, but Jurassic Park, Ellie and Alan Grant never kiss, never touch, never hold hands. Julianne Moore and Jeff Goldblum never kiss, never touch, mm. never hold hands. Uh, we'll talk a little bit in the spoiler. Uh, Tim Leone and William H Macy don't. They never do. Kiss. Yeah, they're like, like the, they're getting back together. They share a look. Yeah, the, the first kiss we get is in Jurassic World, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was you who said in our Jurassic World recap, it's like Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt have good chemistry, but it's like a brother and sister chemistry. That was never clear than the, the the kiss scene that they force into this movie. Because I, I burst out laughing. I turned to Jamie. I'm like, that might be the worst looking kiss in the history of movies. Like, I it is disagree. bad. I, like, I don't know. This oh, is watch it again. Well, <laughs> I mean, this spoiler slide, it's not really, I don't know if this spoiler, skip forward 30 seconds if you don't want to know something. But, like, it's, the one thing that I actually liked was that they basically, they were together in this movie. Like, I was kind of like, okay, cool, yeah, they're, they're together. they're not redoing it, yeah. We don't have this, we, and, but, no, I, like, to me, they just seem like a couple. Like, they just seem like they'd been together for a couple of years now, so, like, the kiss was just kind of like, okay, like, that's what you say. So, like, yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> to me, to me, there's another kiss in this movie which maybe seems a bit forced. Um, oh, a bit? Yeah, well, we, listen to our spoiler review. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, like, I, but, like, no, that, I, I didn't get that. I, I, like, I just, the only thing with me with them is just, like, you know, oh, we're parents. Like, no, you're not. You stole that child. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's not your kid. Yeah. <laughs> and where's yeah. Iris? It's Iris's kid. She exactly. raised her. I thought she was in it for a second when they were on the bridge and you saw that woman. I'm like, oh, there she is. I'm like, she's yeah, back. Yeah, she's yeah. I thought the that same would have been cool. That would have been like, yeah. you stole me. I'm Charlie <laughs> Chaplin's daughter. <laughs> she would just be miming it. You <laughs> stole. I know her. Audrey Hepburn, Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how much else we want to talk about. I, I do want to talk about the action scenes because we get some of them. Uh, we, we get the big one, Chase in Malta, which is great. Uh, there's the, uh, the the plane sequence, which uh, that's one of the clips that's been released online where um, uh, I can't pronounce it, the Quetzalcoatlus uh, or whatever, the flying dinosaurs in this one where they're attacking a plane. Amazing sequence, particularly like the, the way that sequence ends without spoiling anything which really is the lead into the third act. Now the entire third act is amazing. Like I think there is a, there is an explanation in this movie, why there are dinosaurs that exist that weren't on InGen's list. And let's also remember that in the fallen kingdom, they had even less than what was on the Island. They had like mm. a dozen species, not even all of them. And like one of each. So we already talked about how are they breeding? How are there millions of dinosaurs in the world in four years? How do they even cross overseas? Like, there's so many questions in this movie, but I think there is an explanation for how all these new dinosaurs exist, but it's not necessarily a good explanation because then it, it opens up. Well, this is a plot hole as well. More to come on that. If you pay us, uh, but, but uh, the we new are, dinosaurs we, we get we when we're on the pay us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the new dinosaurs we get there, there's the one which uh, I, I had no idea what this was. And then I went with uh, Jamie, my nephew and my nephew's friend, my nephew that went with me, I mean, he is like the biggest dinosaur nut ever. I mean, he puts uh, 
uh, what's his name? Trevor Morgan's character in Jurassic Park 3 to shame. This is the one who, at the age of seven or eight, went with me to a Spinosaur lecture uh, <laughs> with a real Spinosaur, just a lecture. And that was like his birthday present. But uh, I turned to him, like, what's that dinosaur? And he's like, it's a... And I'm like, it's what? It's like, no, 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 You can tell by the claws. And I'm like, okay. Because Jamie had asked me what dinosaur it is. So I turned to Jamie, I'm like, he says it's something I can't pronounce. <laughs> Uh, but that that dinosaur, like that's scary. Like back to scary sequences of dinosaurs, uh, the jungle chase they have with that. Then there's the uh, the dimetrodons. Those are like the ones with the little fin on the back where they're Which I saw in the spinosaurus. I was so excited. I saw that fin. Baby like, spinos. Oh, spinosaurus is back. No. But yeah, the Dimetrodon's one of the, the one of the dinosaurs. I didn't know it was gonna be in this movie, but it's another one of the dinosaurs that I always loved. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool if they had a Dimetrodon in there. Uh, that that sequence, fantastic. Um, pretty much everything uh, near the end of the movie is fantastic, except for like the very end. I'll have complaints about the very end of this movie. Uh, the the big one we get is the the uh, Giganotosaurus. The, that's the Spinosaurus of this movie. Now, great dinosaur, really thrilling to watch. They turn it into a cartoon once it actually turns, gets gets worked into the movie. Uh, and it ends up being a big letdown because you have these moments where you even have Alan Grant. Like, what is that? This is Giganotosaurus, the biggest carnivore that ever lived. Which isn't. And then you but you like you you get Looney Tunes sequences that follow that and is barely featured in the movie. So, so you're supposed to have this big climactic conclusion. This will give everybody, even people who, who disagree with me about Jurassic Park 3, it'll give you a whole new appreciation of Jurassic Park 3 because Jurassic Park 3 built the Spinosaurus' character. This is scary. It's always there. It's always watching. It, it, everything's afraid of it. This Giganotosaurus, it's, it looks great. There's some great stuff with it. There's some really dumb stuff with it. But it's like, by the end of the movie, you're like, and that was what again? It was the it was the biggest carnivore, is it? And you're looking at it like, ah, maybe like by an inch or two. I, I mean, to me, the freaking uh, Mosasaur looks bigger. I thought the Megalodon is bigger than that. Like, I don't know. Like, that's that's an issue with this movie, the dinosaurs. Like, I, yeah, there's a couple of new ones where you're kind of like, cool, that looks cool. But like, everything blend. Like, this is where I'll defend Jurassic World and Jurassic World Domin uh, Fallen Kingdom. Like, you know Jurassic World is the Indominus Rex movie. You know Jurassic mm -hmm. World Fallen Kingdom is the Indoraptor movie. Like, you know each movie kind of from their distinct dinosaur. Like, this one, sure, it's the Giga Giga Booga Booga, the Gigabitosaurus. <laughs> but, like, it's, it's even then, like, it's in, like, three scenes. It's mm -hmm. And, like, again, it's it's not like it's doing anything wrong. <laughs> like, it's, it's literally living <laughs> in a habitat. And these humans just happen to land in it, so it's defending itself. And then it, you know, like, again, it's of all the, oh, big bad dinosaurs, is it doing anything wrong? Like, Indoraptor, no. yeah, you, you can kind of see that's it's, you know, the Indominus Rex, sure, a bit evil. Spinosaurus, it's evil, but it doesn't die. Like, I mean, like, literally, like, and this is where, again, it's another thing that you forget about in these movies. It's like, these are, they, they're treated with respect and, like, you know, grace in the Jurassic Park trilogy. Now they're just like, oh, fuck, I've crashed a plane. Better kill this dinosaur because it's in my way. Like, this is no different to, like, when fucking rich dentists go to Africa and kill an elephant. They're just fucking living in their habitat. Like, whatever. Um, But, like, it's kind of, because we just got so overwhelmed with so many new dinosaurs, like, it was just kind of like, they looked cool. Sure, but then it was just—it just got to a point where it's like, all right, like, great had the Dilophosaurus back. Although there's definitely oh, yeah. something I have to complain about that in the spoiler one. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, the, even like the raptors in Malta, like it was just like a great sequence. But again, like I don't know, and like 
I hate, like, they do this weird cock teasy thing with Blue. Like, they did it again. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of like there's something there missing with Blue. Like, you're just like this. That's That, to me, should be the storyline of the three movies. It's, it's Owen and Blue. But, again, they just yeah. kind of just let it go. And then do you notice that every single Jurassic World movie in the Jurassic World trilogy ends the same of, like, Owen and Blue. They look at each other and go, well done. And then Blue runs off. <laughs> well done. Blue runs off. High five. We'll, we'll see each other again one day. Runs off. Like, that's literally, just like, I just want to see a movie, like, end with, like, Owen and, and Blue, like, hugging with, like, how do I want to live with our arms <laughs> on us forever? And then they're just, like, in bed, like, playing PlayStation or something like that. Like, oh, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's something going on there. But, eh, the, I mean, and this is the thing. This is a Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World movie. And I'm just kind of like, dinosaurs. Meh. Sure. Yeah. You know, they're, yeah. They, they, I liked the ones. The one bit I liked was like um, when Woo was like talking about um, how like oh we this is like a, a a pure dinosaur like we didn't add any genomes to it and it had like the feather because that's like you know a big thing now that all dinosaurs had feathers yeah. they look nothing like they ever did um, so like I kind of like how you had that that was kind of cool where they were a bit like you know this is a genuine dinosaur we've done nothing to it so. Uh, only other thing I really want to talk about is like the villains is InGen's not a part of this movie anymore. Um, it's finally, yeah. finally that company folded. Uh, so this is Biosyn or whatever the, 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 which is the rival company. The villain, as we said, Dodgson, uh, who is the guy who recruits Nedry in the first movie. Um, I, I think there definitely is something that they've kind of done wrong, but you're completely right to like, they're not villains necessarily. Um, he literally it, 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 does nothing wrong. Like I, I well, can't I wait to the spoiler review. Yeah, I, I think there's something, but uh, like part of the problem is like the plot of this movie, which I will definitely go on a rant on over on Patreon. Uh, it's so bad. It's so insignificant. Such a huge step down from like the stakes of previous movies that you're like, well, who cares? Whether they did something wrong or not, who cares? And I think this is this is way too late to be bringing a new company with a new agenda in there because it creates plot holes all of its own. You're like, well, why have they not done anything? Why did they wait until after the last movie to do any of this? Like, uh, this is where I believe that we kind of praised even in Fallen Kingdom that like, as opposed to what J.J. Abrams did with the Star Wars sequels, Colin Trevor had a plan when he made Jurassic World, I want to get here. But I also feel like, when he got there, he's probably now having second thoughts, being like, ooh, I probably should have done something with Biosyn in yeah. the, the last movie or at least planted a seed because this whole buildup they've had of Henry Wu, oh, well, what about Plan B? Oh, what about Plan B Part 2, you know? Now it's like, well, but wait, this isn't even Plan B because it's a different yeah. company. Like, it, they create plot holes by bringing them in this late. And I, I feel like if they had had another shot, they would have introduced them earlier and they probably could have done something better with it, but it was better. Like there are moments of this movie, even though you could tell they knew more than the star Wars sequels did at the beginning where they were going. They also didn't plan it out well enough for any of this movie to really make sense. Cause I rewatched Jurassic world yesterday before I saw this. And like, there's that moment when like they're evacuating and woo's like, Oh, what about our plan? Like, what about our money or whatever? And it's like, well, is that the plan to sell the dinosaurs in Fallen Kingdom? Like, is that what that's implying? And yeah. then it's kind of like, and this is like where my biggest problem is going to be with like the plot and things that they're not evil. Because like, Bison in this movie kind of good. Um, like they're <laughs> for the saved, most part, yeah, they've saved the dinosaurs. They're, you know, like it's what what have they done wrong? And like, you're right, like because. Again, as we've talked a lot of the time, Bison are evil in the book. Bison are the rivals of InGen. Like, it's kind of 
that that should be like in gen. Are they even mentioned in this movie? Um, like I I feel mm-hmm. like you need to have like something where it's in gen versus Bison. This should have been the trilogy. Like it's just it's kind of like almost like the Star Wars sequels. Where it's like oh, remember the Knights of Ren? Remember we mentioned <laughs> them briefly. <laughs> Bring them into it finally. Lol, just kidding. They weren't that exciting anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, what's what's his name? Campbell Scott. Um, good to see uh, Peter, Peter Parker's, Parker's dad. dad. Yeah. You know what's so funny? The whole movie, I'm going like, oh, who is he? Like I know, mm-hmm. and then it finally clicked last time. Ah, oh, Peter Parker's dad. Um, hey. Okay, I'll go ahead. So <laughs> I was just gonna say, uh, as much as I have issues with bad performances annoying performances like he has a weird quirky character that i weirdly like he might be the performance in this movie that i appreciated the most yeah it was it was interesting but like again not nothing like the book and i keep picturing what's his face old pedo man from the first one um (laughs) like at least i thought they could cast someone who might slightly resemble that guy is old like i realize it's been 30 years but i mean like I don't know, and like I now I've got to watch Jurassic Park and picture that guy as being like quirky and being a bit like weird, like Campbell Scott. Um, yeah, like, but again, this is spoiler review territory, where it's just like I that's such an issue I have, where it's like like uh, unless I'm missing something, and this is maybe it's going to be a second viewing because like when I say like why this guy is does absolutely nothing wrong, um, I'm like yeah, maybe I've missed a line or maybe I've missed something there as well, but but it's also like again, without trying to spoil it, like the reason why Ellie gets the gang back together and they're there ultimately doesn't matter because by the end of the movie, there's an employee of um, Biocorp yeah. who basically, Bison who basically will go to the Senate anyway. So it's like, so all of that happened for no reason. Um, there's like, I at the end of the movie, there's this moment where they're, like, they're about to go to a Senate committee. I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. And then they don't show it. I'm like, oh, okay. I want to see the Senate committee. Like, Look at us always wanting to see the political things of movies. You know, <laughs> we're a galactic senate. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, oh, what one? Uh, what about what did you think of um, Dewanda? She was fine. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure what to think of her because the clips that I had seen, it almost was like Owen Grady all over again. Where like we're trying too hard. She's so cool. She's so tough and stuff like that. But I thought she was decent in this movie. I mean, nobody's yeah. great in this movie. Uh, but one thing I did appreciate about her is it wasn't like a forced cool, like Chris Pratt in the original movie. Like she's just cool. You know, you're like, yeah. Oh, this is like the role to me. She's like the role into this movie, you know, like, like y- you watch her and she's like, yeah, I- I'd watch a spinoff with her. You know, okay. You're going to laugh at me because you're automatically you're know, racist, racist. You're only bringing this up for some reason, but it's got nothing to do with that. To me, this reminds me of um, um, what Nomi should have been in No Time to Die. This is what I wanted mm. from Nomi. Like just automatically cool, like kind of there. And there's, you know, and like, yeah, like that. That this is what I wanted from my Nomi. No time to die, and I just did not like what they did with Nomi in that. It like it kind of thing you mentioned before about it's weird to bring in new characters. Like in a movie where you're already bringing back the three from the original, you got Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, you got Fuckface Maisie. Like it's kind of like that's enough. Like you don't really need to add another person to this. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Rise of Skywalker. Let's bring in a new droid and oh, whatever. Um, she's fine and like. She has like this like one line where like the redheads, which she says which is kind of funny. I kind of like that. Um, and she's got good chemistry with Chris Pratt. That like works well. Um, <laughs> and that's but, a struggle in these movies. <laughs> yeah, but like other than that, sure. Don't, I, I, I like her. She was she was good in the Q and A, so I like her. I mean, she didn't really say much, but I still liked her. 
It's funny because uh, you use the same phrase that Jamie asked me. It's like, what did you think about that pilot girl? And I'm like, I said the same thing. Like, she's fine. And Jamie's like, she's fine or she's fine. <laughs> like, oh, both. Take Why it whichever both? way you want. Yeah. <laughs> she's all right. Exactly. Um, nothing else to really add on this movie. I, I do want to get your opinion. You sent me some pictures, which were amazing. And I showed my nephew. He was like, what? And he's like, how come you didn't go? And I'm like, it's in New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> like Jeff, I can just imagine Jeff Goldblum, Colin Trevorrow, DeWanda Wise, Bryce Dallas Howard. They're all here in Winnipeg of all places to be on opening night, Winnipeg. Uh, but uh, you, you got to tell me a little bit of the Q and a, did you catch any spit? Um, yeah, well, look, first things first, uh, they added uh, Emily Carmichael, who was the um, screenwriter. Screenwriter, yeah. Colin Trevorrow. Uh, she was there as well. I don't think she was ever on the list. Um, we got there and it was kind of like, we got there like, I think like 45 minutes early and um, wasn't a whole lot of people. So I'm like, okay. So I get there um, and then where our seats were, like, because you think like front row, they're going to have like them on a stage, like in the middle, right? So you think like whatever. Mm-hmm. But they had this weird setup with like the IMAX where kind of like we're in the front row. They had like kind of like a wheelchair ramp and then they were so far on the left-hand side, like on this weird little kind of platform. And like the chairs were kind of almost facing back to us. And we're like, oh, really? Like, what the fuck? But then like, as it got closer and closer to seven, we're going like, this cinema is so empty. Like, we're going like, like this was meant to be like full. And then basically um, you could kind of see, it was kind of like when I saw Macbeth, how where I was positioned, I could see the wings. So I could see the, like the like Daniel Craig just waiting there. So like we were there and all of a sudden I'm like, to gentleman, like, oh my God, there he is. There's Jeff. But like he was just standing. I'm like, oh, Jeff, Jeff, there he is. So then like they played, I don't know if they did it with you guys. Cause this was obviously like an event to in America where it was like being simulcast, like on 70 IMAX screens across the country. So they were like, the host guy was like, oh, before we bring them out, let's show an exclusive behind the scenes clip. And it was just, it was like a five minute little thing of, um, you know, oh, look, here's Sam Neill. Of Tom Cruise. Hi, welcome to Jurassic World. <laughs> These people put a lot of effort into it. I'm personally good friends with all of them. Enjoy it. I'm Tom Cruise. Also, see Top Gun. Um, it's a better movie. Um, but <laughs> So they all ended up, like, coming out in this like, little stage. And where we were in the front row, like, we were literally, like, all the way at the other end. Then there was, like, maybe, like, three people sort of right close to the area. And then there was this massive gap everywhere. And I'm like, we kind of just got to a point where we're like, yeah, let's move up closer. So we moved that close again. We still weren't that close, um, but got some photos, got some videos. It was, it was fine. Like it wasn't like, so the question. Was thing, it fine it, or was it fine? <laughs> well, Jeff Goldblum was there. Like <laughs> you, like the thing, like they didn't ask questions to the audience. So they had like a QR code on the screen. It's like, send in your questions, which I'm guessing they probably had that available for like a month or something. I don't know. Cause like I sent my question and the questions, they ended up last four and they were just all like, probably like Jimmy from Seattle says, what's your favorite dinosaur? <laughs> like Nathan from Illinois says, would you really go to Jurassic park? <laughs> like, I'm just like, Oh, for fuck's sake. I'm asking like little child questions. Anyway. Uh, and like, it like, I, I like all of them seem nice. I like um, Emily Carmichael was kind of like, like, this is my cinema. This is the one I went to growing up. Like this is, I live like around the corner. So this is, you know, it's so great to be back in New York. And everyone was like, yeah, New York. Um, <laughs> Colin Trevorrow seemed nice. Like, you know, he was just kind of talking a bit about just, you know, the making of the film stuff. Um, Jeff, like Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum. Like he just, the way he just, I was just watching him the whole time. I was staring at him. And like there was even like moments like when somebody would answer and he would kind of do that thing with his hand. Like even when he was like talking, you just got to do that like Jeff Goldblum hand thing. And then like they were like, I think I put it on my Instagram when like they were talking about like, oh, what would have you done if like um, they didn't ask the original cast back or they had said no. And Jeff Goldblum's like, like, oh, there's no well, no way in hell I was saying no. But if I did say no, they probably would have replaced me with like John Tur- Turturro or somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then uh, Bryce Dallas Howe was really good. She was like talking a lot about like the experience of like meeting like the new, uh, the old people and that, that stuff. But then she like somebody, I think the host guy sort of asked about like, oh, like you're getting a lot more into directing now. Like, are you kind of passing away acting? And she was kind of like, oh, like my, you know, my dad obviously, you know, said he always misses and everyone. As soon as she said her dad, everyone's like, woo! Like, yeah, Ron Howard, woo! <laughs> um, but then, like, she then she goes, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I've been lucky enough to direct a couple of episodes of The Mandalorian. And everyone was like, wow, The Mandalorian! <laughs> um, she's like, and Boba Fett. And they're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, she did, she did. She actually said Boba Fett. Like, no one did anything. Um, but, yeah, it like, it was good. It was entertaining, like, um, you know, right there, Jeff. And then when they were getting up and walking, somebody yelled out, like, we love you, Jeff Goldblum. And, like, he waved. And then it was like, we love you, Bryce. And she was kind of, like, waved. Uh, no one was like, we and love Colin's, you, Colin's like, and me? Anybody? <laughs> <laughs> directed the thing? Um, And then, so, like, once they left, because, again, like, the cinema, like, I swear a bunch of people left, like, they were only there for the Q&A, because like, I sort of, like, because they basically were like, oh, we've just got to remove the station, we'll be starting the movie in, like, five minutes. So, like, okay, I'm going to go pee. And as I walked out, like, I swear there was, like, 20 people just left. And as I, I, I should have, like, gone earlier, because, like, the kind of when I left the door, because they were all on the other side of the cinema, but they must have exited the door basically right outside where my door was, because as I was leaving, I saw, like, DeWanda Wise kind of just, like, was around the corner, because people were like, we love you, DeWanda! And she was kind of, like, waving, like, ah! I'd been like two minutes earlier. Jeff would have walked in front of me. So Colin yeah. Trevor again. What do I have to do, people, for you to love me? <laughs> well, okay, so the funny I'm not thing, a sexist. <laughs> the funny thing with him was was like just before like it, like they left, he was kind of like, where, where was he from? Like I'm from Oakland, and when we go to the movies, like everyone cheers. So make sure you're vocal during this movie. And I love Jeff Goldblum. Like he's like, oh, I'm from I can't remember where he's like, I'm from whatever, and we're very quiet during the movie. So please don't spoil it. <laughs> but like I don't like we talked about during. Spider-Man that like it was kind of like a sporting match like it was very like cheering like that but that like kind of worked in that movie there were moments in this movie where I'm just like oh my god is this an American thing because it happened in Sonic 2 as well like and I was in a movie it's Sonic 2 with three people me inclusive <laughs> and people were like Sonic would rescue someone and this one woman was like yeah and I'm like seriously you're like 50 and you're seeing a Sonic movie at like 2 o'clock <laughs> in an afternoon and you're cheering like this one like Alan peers on the screen. People cheer. Ellie, yeah. Malcolm, yeah. But, like, literally every time, like, a dinosaur would get res- rescue somebody or whatever, everyone would cheer. And I'm just like, really? Um, and then, like, the moment where you've got the T-Rex putting its head, like, this bit from the poster, like, where it's kind of, like, yeah. you know, replicating the logo, which I just... That was, like, no time to die with cheesy. the gun It's, like, <laughs> cheesy as fuck. Everyone cheered that. But the, the funniest bit was at the end. So, like, with the end credits... So they start putting the cast up on the screen. So you see, like, you know, Chris Pratt. Like, yeah, Chris Pratt. Like, a bit of a gentle clap. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Woo. It's like, you know, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Everyone's cheering. And then, like, you you see, um, what's her face, Macy's name. I literally went, boo. (laughs) (laughs) No one said anything. And then, like, literally, like, a couple of the names come up. And then BD Wong's name came up. I literally was like, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, like three <laughs> other people behind me went, like, yeah, like, BD Wong. I'm like, come on, cheer BD Wong. Like, I don't know if this is an American thing. I was saying to Jen, like, is this an American thing that you just, like, cheer? Like, oh, look, the hero saves the day. Like, to me, it's the same as, like, when you land a plane in America. People cheer in this country when the plane lands. Like, come on. <laughs> is that that common to crash in America? Like, you just got to cheer? <laughs> Yeah, no, here, if you get a really big franchise, we'll get cheers. You're like Star Wars got cheers. Spider-Man got cheers, right? Uh, Superman, Batman, whatever. Those will get cheers. I was actually really surprised. Like, I don't know whether I'm not saying one 
theater is going to represent what's going to be like around the world. But I mean, like when you live in a city long enough and you've been to as many movies as I have, you can kind of start to guess, oh, this is how people are feeling about it. Uh, I was shocked not only how few people were in my screen, and this is the first screen in the, the city that's getting it. Now, Top Gun had, I don't know, 80% filled, and that was where you had to pay like twice the amount because it was like the one-day early fan event with like the, the poster and the pin. Uh, and those people were cheering. This theater on opening night, regular screening, it was like a third full and I swear there was only one joke in the movie that even got like people in the back are like, huh? <laughs> like it was a really flat crowd. Oh, total, total. <laughs> Fiddly D. Yeah. It was but it, like it, I I was clapped. When Alan Grant appears, I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, I'm the only one who cares. Like <laughs> it's like it's, I I don't have a problem with people like in a big event cheering. It's just like the, the extent that people cheat. That was my problem. Yeah. Like it's gone. It's like again, Spider Man No Way Home. Everyone did it in the appropriate area. Like there was this that like, and I've been to yeah. Like when I saw Force Awakens, there was a bit of cheering. I, I don't think there was any cheering in Last Jedi: Rise of Skywalker. Because there's a reason behind that. But like <laughs> also, but it's also not really a common thing in Australia that I've really seen. Like you you know like um No Time to Die. There was you know, the guy crying and stuff like that, but like, it's sort of, <laughs> and you get laughter, but it's, yeah, it's, I've never really, it's not, maybe it's just an Australian thing. We don't really like cheer in movies, but like it, this was just obnoxious. It just got to a point where it's kind of obnoxious. And like, yeah, the cinema was, ours was maybe 75% full. And like the, my biggest thing of course, cause like we were in the front row and like fucking IMAX. But so we ended up able, so we sort of looked when people were sitting down, like, okay, there's a whole like half a row on the third row. That's like empty. So we snuck up a couple of rows to go a little bit further back. I enjoyed the IMAX experience. Again, I, I didn't like being that close. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if I go and see it again on the weekend, I'll definitely be going more up to the back. The sound was great. Like, visually, it looked all fantastic. But, um, yeah, it's, and, like, when we walked out of the cinema, um, like, they literally just had this table with cinema employees and they were just giving out posters. Like, do you want a poster? Do you want a poster? <laughs> like, it was like, sure, I'll have a poster. Um, but, you like, like, I liked I the, the, the highlight bit was like yeah being in the room with like Jeff Goldblum and Bryce Dallas Howard mm-hmm. that was cool um, and I don't know maybe it might be um because obviously it was simulcast they might put it up on YouTube or something I don't I don't know maybe so yeah no let's hope um I'll, I'll see if I can see Ben in the background just like tongue hanging out of his mouth <sighs> what a man well, can I just say <laughs> no security so like when like we moved closer. I like, like, we're sitting there taking photos and then kind of like every now and then you'd sort of stand up and like get a or lean over the thing to thing. And like, there was so many moments where I'm thinking like, I could literally jump this, run up there and be like, fucking like lick Jeff Goldblum and no one is going to stop me. <laughs> no one. Like, I could take Colin Trevorrow. He's not that big of a guy. Like, <laughs> I think Dwanda Wise would probably kick my ass. Bryce Dallas Howard would probably oh, kick guaranteed. my ass. Oh, guaranteed, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I, I could take Colin. Yeah. That name, you know, it oozes weakness. um uh, we should rate this Uh, this is tough like honestly this movie is worth a bin like it is bad but i don't think i could ever bin a jurassic park movie because what you get out of it the dinosaurs are fun The, the the action is good and in a weird way i actually feel more positive on renting this than i would have with fallen kingdom even though i guarantee fallen kingdom is a much better movie than this uh because I feel like this will be like one of these movies that becomes a cult classic just for how bad it is. Like this has a Batman and Robin quality to it. You're like, I know it's bad, but it's hilarious, you know? So I'm definitely still going to rent it, but you're right. Ranking this, this is last place with a bullet. 
Yeah, I, I've literally bought every Jurassic Park slash World movie, uh, so but I'm not buying this one. I, I, I can't, I can't bin it either, just because like again, I, I couldn't. I mean, I know I've been like two Star Wars movies. I don't think I've been Rise of Skywalker. I think I, I'd probably bin it now on a rewatch. Um, and I like I'm thinking James Bond movies. Like, I don't know if I'd bin Moon. Like, I don't like Moonraker, but like I'd watch Moonraker over this. Like, yeah. I don't know if I could. Oh, I'd watch Die a- Another Day over this. Would you bin Die Another Day though? No, I'd rent it at least. Yeah, but that's the thing, like, because we didn't do that because we did those over in 007. And I think, yeah. like, if I was... I don't know if I could be in a James Bond movie. Um, but, like, this is a very low rent. Um, like, I, but, I like, I know Fallen Kingdom got hate when it first came out. But, like, I never, like, I've never seen Fallen Kingdom gone, like... Like, we talked about it last week. Like, this is a bad movie, but I can enjoy it. Like, I can enjoy that for what it is. And, like, mm-hmm. even I remember leaving Fallen Kingdom going, like, yeah, okay, like, got some issues. But, like, no, like, I enjoyed it. That was still, like, entertaining. Whereas this... Like, I didn't walk out going, like, ah, like, girl, like, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I need to digest that. Um, like, it's, mm. yeah, so it's, it's a it's a low rent. I, I don't know how my opinion will change. I'll have to see it again on the weekend. But um, I don't know about being, like, I can see what you're saying about being a cult sort of film. But, like, to me, that's Fallen Kingdom. I feel Fallen Kingdom is going to get some love one day. I just, I don't know. I feel like Oh, I think, will. well. Yeah, I think Fallen Kingdom will get more appreciation, especially now that this has come out. You know, it's going to be like when people started appreciating The Phantom Menace when they started the Star Wars sequels. But what I what I mean is like this will be one of those it's so bad, it's good, where people are going to be like, oh, and there's that part, and the people are just laughing. And you have these midnight screenings with obnoxious people just ironically laughing at it. Y- yes and no. I, I mean, my, my biggest thing about that, though, is like, what are the memorable moments of this film? Like, at least in Fallen Kingdom, you can be like, ah, oh, it's the Looney Tunes part where the dinosaur basically winks yeah. at the camera and, like, oh, it's him running away from the volcano. Like, this is so stupid, but, like, it's hilariously brilliant. Like, I don't know. I don't know if there's any standout moment in this movie where I can just, like, oh, the Malta chase, cool. Um, yeah, but anyway. Um, if you want to hear more opinions on this, head over to Patreon. Uh, you can subscribe for what is our lowest tier, Ben? Uh, like, Two, three bucks. I think the lowest tier, whatever the lowest tier you can do, I think it's $3. I don't think Patreon lets you have a lower tier than that. So, yeah. So, I'm going to encourage people, if you want to hear us going on some what's going to be some hilarious rants uh, about this movie and our spoiler review, uh, go over to Patreon. If you want, sign up for one. We don't even care. Sign up for one month and then cancel it just so you can hear the episode. Who cares? Colin might not care because he's got a job and money. I've got no job and no money. I care. (laughs) Sign up for the rich one. I need some money. i got to pay for these movies, people. Let me say this. We, we care, but we won't stand in your way if that's what you choose to do. But uh, you, you'll get tons of other benefits. You'll hear our spoiler review of Elvis. He dies, by the way. Um, what? <laughs> we review that in two weeks. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're going to – we're gonna. it's, it's going to be fun. That's all I'll say. Uh, other episodes, we got the 24 and Breaking Bad continuing on. And no other movies coming out right now. What, what, what are we laughing? Because we just, just dropped uh, loss from that. No, I, I can't wait till we do our next 24 episode to update our listeners on a lovely little exchange we just had. Um, 24 actor. What am I doing on this cougar? Why am oh, I yeah. here? Yes. <laughs> So yeah, good. Definitely could not have scripted that better. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot lost. Uh, ask Noah. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to throw him under the bus. I'm sick of being like, oh, stay tuned. Lost. It's fucking Noah's fault. All right. I'm down to record it. Let's just blame Noah. Uh, yeah, uh, 24, uh, Breaking Bad. And um, we'll be getting back into movies eventually. Yeah, for Elvis. Yeah. And Obi-Wan. <laughs> And Obi-Wan, also, that's right. We also got Obi-Wan coming out. Maybe Bryce Dallas Howard will direct an episode. Are you, are you and, were you and Jamie going to see Lightyear? We said you weren't. Weren't you going to see something else as well? 
Well, we'll probably wait for Disney Plus to see Lightyear. We'll, we'll definitely see Elvis, but um, uh, Disney Plus, I don't know, when that eventually comes out, we'll do a review for Lightyear. Don't Good think I need you. to. It's, it's, it's not even like I, I would be willing to pay to see Lightyear, but uh, when you know that it's going to be on Disney Plus within like six weeks, <laughs> it's, mm. do you want to spend that kind of money? So, but yeah. and I, It's funny. We were talking about the DC ones coming up later on. Oh, uh, Black Adam, yeah, Charlie, did you say it? Yeah, amazing. And uh, I, they keep shuffling these dates around so much that I kept mixing up. I thought Black Adam was the one pushed till March. It was Aquaman pushed till March. Black Adam was pushed up to October. And then Shazam was pushed from October to December. So we're going to get Black Adam and Shazam within like two They must be connected. Other. Like, obviously, if there's going to be something. Well, I mean, they are connected. You but think? like, um, <laughs> yeah. Pierce Brosnan, my goodness, that man gets beautiful with his silver Ooh. hair. And oh, if he was there last night, I would have licked him. Um, oh, I, I I would have flown to New York. <laughs> there wouldn't have been a well. It's in New York. I just would I mean, have been I've, there. I've been lucky enough here that I've been in the same room as Keith Sutherland, as Daniel Craig, as Jeff Goldblum, Matthew Broderick. You know, I've I've been in the same room as these people. But oh, Pierce, I don't know what I'd do. Oh, I don't know what anybody would do. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Sorry, getting worked up here. <laughs> what am I doing here? I, I was, I was, I, in, <laughs> I was in the room with my fifth favorite Bond, and I was excited. Like you know, Sean's dead, sadly. <laughs> Uh, so is Roger. He's number four. But, like, you know, my number two and number three, like, uh, oh, number one, sorry. So my number one and number two, I put Timothy at number two now. Shut up, Colin. Um, so, <laughs> oh, imagine Timothy. Oh, would you go and watch a Timothy Dalton Q&A? Come oh, on. in a second. And that's the thing. License to Kill is the only Bond movie that I consider worse than Die Another Day. And even License to Kill, I couldn't bin that movie. If they, it's still James Bond. If they turned around tomorrow and they were like, License to Kill, 23-year anniversary, oh, 33-year anniversary special at Winnipeg, center featuring daniel craig and pam you would like go <laughs> front row seat honeymoon yeah <laughs> uh so listen for our timothy dalton uh does a q a recap coming soon um my name is colin and My name is Ben, and we made a terrible mistake. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. 
For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>